1: Well, 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 well. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and White on AM 560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. It's going to be a jam-packed show. Before we get started, go over to Facebook and Twitter and follow me at JAnthonySpeaks, JAnthonySpeaks Facebook and Twitter. You can also do it on Instagram, I guess. Instagram is okay. Um, We're going to have a jam-packed show today. I'm really excited, really, really, really excited about um, a guest that's coming on. Um uh, he'll be on shortly and um he just came out with a great movie called Uncle Tom. You go to Uncle Tom dot com, um, go ahead and purchase the movie. You put in the code Chicago, get a twenty percent um twenty percent off the um the documentary, it's a great documentary It just explains about black conservatism and those who are center right, uh, who are black and how why it's okay to be that. You know, um I'm really excited. But I'm really excited I'm 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 excited to talk to, to be talking to Frank, talking about everything that's happening in um the Italian world of Chicago. You know, Columbus, the Christopher Columbus statues have come down. The Italians are upset. They're upset. They're upset. They're upset. They're upset. Um, but I'm really excited about who's joining me in, in live in studio. My guest co-host today. Patrick Brutus. What's going on? The hit man. man
2: I'm so excited to be here, Chad. You just don't even know. And I want to tell your listeners and everyone listening live on 560 AM that this is a worldwide transmission of a corona-free Broadcast. Uh-oh, Corona-free? Corona-free broadcast. <laughs> we're excited to be here, and I think that, you know, these are the signs of the times. These are the signs of the
1: times. We hey. have plenty to talk
2: about today, and I just look forward to
1: it. Are, are you excited about Larry Elder?
2: Larry Elder is actually, this is an honor to speak to Larry Elder. I, I thoroughly enjoy his perspective because as a black man, yeah. he is a free thinker. A huge, huge. And he is unabashedly, unafraid, unbossed, unparalleled, and he's going to hear,
1: we're going to hear his truth today. Yeah. What, 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 I, what I really love about him, if you listen to his show, right here on this, these airways, AM560, The Answer, uh, I love when he comes on and it goes, The Sage from South Central. <laughs> <laughs> he has the number one documentary on the IMDb. What does he's, that tell you? It, that, that, that message is resonating. That's it. He, he has, he's the host mm-hmm. of the Larry Elder show. But I love it when I hear the sage from South Central, one of the greatest thinkers of this generation, Larry Elder. Welcome to Black and Right.
3: John, Patrick, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, Mr. Elder, how are you doing?
1: So, Mr. Elder. Doing well. And, 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 you know, I'm, I have to call you Mr. Elder because I have so much respect for you. I mean, when it comes to just how I've come along in my own thinking, when it comes to the conservative thought, or it's just being center-right. Uh, I've learned so much from you, Mr. Elder, and, it's, and, 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 and I think there's so many more, just like myself and Patrick, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, who've learned so much from you. And when I, when I saw the movie Uncle Tom, the documentary, will go out right now, purchase UncleTom.com. Uh, when I saw that doc, doc, documentary, I just felt so much from it. Why now and w- w- what message are you trying to get out to the masses, especially people that look like us?
3: Well, the timing couldn't have been better. You know, you know what's going on right now in the streets with this assertion that uh, the police are out brutalizing blacks because they're black and because uh, that's led now to demonstrations over inequality, that the picture could not have come out at a better time. <laughs> I certainly I agree. predicted it. It was uh, mm-hmm. two years in the making, and wow. the young director came to me about two and a half years ago and told me he had an idea to do a film called Uncle Tom. Yeah. And um, I said, why? And he said, well, because of the way uh, uh, people like you and Candace Owens, some of the other people in the film, are treated, simply because they have a different point of view. So I want to do a film about that. I said, why? He said, well, because I think it's unreasonable the way people are reacting. You're just talking about why are you in the party that deposes choice in school when studies show that if you give urban parents choice in school, many times they'll opt out of a bad, underperforming government school, and their kid gets a better opportunity. And Absolutely. just because yeah. of your raising that, you're called an Uncle Tom and a self-loather. I And he said, why? Now, I've been used to being called this now for years and so it, it never would occur to me to sit down and do a movie about yeah. something that I've long since accepted as part of the part of the, of the of the, of the deal that I've, that I've signed right. up for right. and so this kind of almost naive point of view is what drove the film and it took us two years to make it. I'm the one who raised the financing and I was able to get some interviews that he otherwise would not have gotten yeah. and we, we got it together <clears throat> and it's exceeded my expectations both critically and financially. I mean there's a documentary called Bowling for Columbine that yeah. was the fifth highest grossing documentary, political documentary of all time. It's Michael Moore's documentary. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Tom doubled the opening box office revenues of Bowling for Columbine in its opening weekend. That's and wow. It's phenomenal. That's and amazing. I've been interviewed, guys, by, by Swedish media, BBC, <laughs> yeah, Korean huh? media, but not major American media. Not yes. a single major American media. Not it. New York Times, yeah. not LA Times, not USA Today, not yeah. the evening morning shows. Any of them has interviewed me. The only major paper that's given... Uh, uh, Uncle Tom Anylove has been a columnist named John Cash. He writes for the oh, yes. Chicago Oh, yeah, Tribune we and, know John Gray well here not- in
1: Chicago.
3: But he's not—he's not a film critic. He's a you know a general right. political guy. Yeah. So no, no. I mean, it seems to me just on the idea. This is a shoestring budget. It was it was promoted just on social media. We've done a little bit of, of talk radio, conservative talk radio. Outside of that, it's all done guerrilla, all done social media. It seems to me that would have been a story that even the left wing Hollywood press would have been interested in, but they're not. Hey,
2: John, so um, thanks, John. For let me break in here. This is Patrick Brutus, Mr. Elder, and, and once again. Mm-hmm. It's a pleasure talking to you. And uh, before you came on, we were just uh, chatting up a little bit about the success of the film. And, and first of all, congratulations on the film. Thank you. And, Thank you know, I'm, it's amazing to see that the only platform on television that you pretty much are on is Fox News. And so what I want to ask you a question is this. Here's what I want to ask you. Um, more specifically towards the success of the film, why do you think it is resonating? Because all the people who have seen this film are not necessarily white, right? There's a plethora right. of people from you know left to right. right, black to to white, et cetera. Well, why do you think this film is particularly resonating with the black audience? Because I, I think it, it really is. And if you could expand on that,
3: because I think sure. it's because
2: there's been an awakening.
3: That's exactly what I think is going on, awakening of spirit. Let me tell you about a phone call I got just a couple of days ago. Uh, a woman calls, and she says... I saw your film with one of my clients. I am a therapist. I counsel women who have been victims of domestic violence. For two years, I have a woman, she says, a black woman, who has been both spiritually and physically battered. Mm. And for two years, she's never had any spark of energy. She said, I'm about ready to cry. This may sound like a little thing to you, Larry, but it's not to me. I played her film for you, and for the first time, she sat up and she smiled And she cried, and she nodded her head as the movie was going along. I've never seen her do that in two years. And she said, you know why? Mm. And I said, why? She said, because your film is telling black people yeah. not to act like they're battered, not to allow one party to treat you like yes. you're battered, not to accept uh, a, a, a policies that make you dependent. Right. And, and you talk about the history of black America and how far ahead blacks have come over the highest hurdles. And this woman got a sense of pride that she hadn't had in two years. And she started crying. Wow. I mean, wow. it was just remarkable. And that's really what the movie is, is all yes. about. Every single conservative in this film has had a journey mm. uh, has had some struggles And still feel strongly about America, feel strongly about what happens if you invest in yourself. Every one of them is an achiever and everyone is one is an achiever because they were told by somebody you are somebody and applied that lesson and feels that in America I mean America where seven billion people in the world would love to trade places with us if they could. Wow, You can do be whatever you want to be in this country. Didn't Obama prove Come that? On. I, I yeah. kind of thought, Come guys, that, that, that somebody put a fork in the notion that you couldn't become yes. anything you, you could be in America when Obama got elected and then reelected in 2012. Careful now. Though. We're about, to, say, we're
2: about to tell notion. you to start preaching now. Careful. <laughs> Careful now.
1: <laughs> and, 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 and Larry, you, you, you really highlight a lot about the Obama agenda, or lack thereof, um, especially when it comes to the inner cities. And, and I hear, I mean, I'm here with two guys who are not Republicans, who are not conservatives, but who are basically Democrats. Patrick, you ran for Congress. I ran for Congress twice,
2: and my whole thing (laughs) is I'm a confessions of a frustrated Democrat. (laughs) So I certainly have been. Well, you know, living in Chicago, you can't help but be frustrated when you look outside the window. Here's
3: here's, here's, here's how we deal with Obama in, in the film. Here's how I feel about the man. Uh, I, I was in Boston in 2004 when he gave that introductory speech to John Kerry mm-hmm. and he lit the, the the arena on fire. I was in there and I turned to my producer and I said, This guy's going to run for president someday. Someday he's going to get elected. I had no idea if he's going to run as quickly as he did, but he did. Right. And. The person that America thought they hired was oh. the guy who was on sixty minutes with Steve Croft when he was a senator and he was running. He had not yet caught Hillary. He wasn't a front runner yet, but he was coming. Otherwise they wouldn't have put him on. Yeah. And and Croft said to him, Senator, if you don't win this race, will it be because of race? Mm. And I sat back and I said, let's see what kind of answer this man gives. Is he going to give your basic Al Sharpton, if I don't make it it because of racism in America, or is he going to say something else? Wow. And he said, no, if I don't win, it will be because I have not shown the American people a vision that they can embrace. Wow. wow. And I sat back and I said, wow, that's a different guy.
1: Yeah, you hear the music. If you're just joining the show, we're talking with Larry Elder, the sage from South Central. He has he has the number one documentary called Uncle Tom on IMDb. Go to UncleTom.com. Put in the put in the um, password uh, Chicago. You get twenty percent off the movie. Larry, we'll be right back uh, with more from Larry Elder.
0: Black and right continues on AM five sixty. Once again, here's John Anthony.
3: I grew up being told of my disadvantages that... This country is
4: unfair to black people. The ideology is implanted into you subconsciously to believe these things.
5: It's like a cancerous plague in the mind of black Americans.
4: We're brainwashed to think, is it because I'm black? America's not ours, so we got shipped here. No, our blood is on this soil. We own this too. There should be a pride that we have in the
6: fact
1: that this country was built by many great black men and women. Uncle Tom the number one documentary on IMDb. And our guest who's on the line, Larry Elder, had a lot to do with that. Larry, that was some great people in there uh, in this documentary. And uh, I just want to just thank you so much for putting this together for people who just don't have that voice and just sit in silence so much. You know what I mean?
3: And, I, I know exactly what you mean. And thank you so much for, for playing that excerpt. Let me, can I finish the, the point about Obama? Yeah, sure. Go yeah. ahead. sure. sure. Um, uh, so Obama got in, and the person they thought they elected was the one I just described who, who gave that confident answer about what you can do in America on 60 Minutes. He gets in, what happens? As soon as he realizes that politically he needs to mobilize that, that black base that he got in with, he starts pulling out the race card and starts saying things like, uh, when it comes to matters of race, America uh, – uh, 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 Mer- uh, uh, racism is, Amer- is part of America's DNA. He didn't say that when he was running. And in 1960, if you ask white people would they ever elect a black president uh, no matter how well qualified, only I mean, 37% said yes. There's no way if racism is in America's DNA this man could have ever won. It's ridiculous so to say stuff like that. And then he says if I had a son he'd look like Trayvon. Yeah. The Cambridge police acted stupidly. Yeah. He invokes Ferguson. We know Ferguson was a fraud. Why? Because he knows the politician Obama knows Come on. that in order to win you've got to get that 95% monolithic black vote. How do you do that? Shout racism, Come on. tell black people they're victims, and where, by the way, are the ones who are social justice warriors, these guys over here, these dastly Republicans, they're racist. That's yes. what they have done. They've characterized, the, they made a caricature out of, the, out of the Republican Party, and they've glossed over the racist history of the Democrat Party. Correct. And as you know, we deal with that in Uncle Tom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Democrats opposed the 13th Amendment, the 14th Amendment, the 15th Amendment. Democrats founded the KKK. More Republicans as a percentage voted for the Civil Rights Act. 64 than Democrats right, did. Right. Without the uh, with, without the stewardship of Republicans, the Civil Rights Act never should never would have passed. A Republican named Everett Dirksen got an award from the NAACP yes, for did. working with the Senate to get it done. And there's a, a, a House Republican named Bob McCullough who got a handwritten note from Jackie Kennedy Onassis thanking him when he retired from the Senate for his work in getting her husband's legacy, the Civil Rights Act of 64, through. And he's a Republican. And many people don't even realize this. And they think that somehow, all of a sudden, in in the mid '60s, all of the racist uh, Democrats uh, left the Democratic Party and joined the Republican Party, and it's bull. Yeah. Because if you look at all of the Democrats that voted against the Civil Rights Act in the Senate, ask yourself how many of them switched to the Republican Party. The answer is one guy, Strom Thurmond. That's it. The rest of them died. Democrats. I <laughs> love it. Ask the people in the House how many switched to, Demo- to the Republican Party. One did, and you don't even know his name. Neither do I. That's
1: it. That's <laughs> too it. much truth. That's too much truth. And, and,
3: and, and Larry, I, I think
1: I think you should. This in in the story of Chad and his mom. What that that back and forth between? I mean, guys, if you haven't gotten out to see Uncle Tom, go to UncleTom dot com, download the movie, watch the movie. I'm telling you, the Chad part with Chad and his mom are going. That 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 there's a huge generational divide right now, Larry. And and all that information you just gave out, so many people don't get it and don't understand it. But when Chad and his mom are going back and forth, when you and we were talking, we were talking during the break. You know, a a lot of this new young black generation, they really not concerned about a lot of what's what happened 40, 50 years ago. And that's what they're waking up to. And they're understanding that what you just said this is this has become a new history lesson for people that look like us. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. And right, and and they're looking at they're looking at results. They're going, what's going on right now? And right now, I, I've said this: you develop a vaccine for the coronavirus, you develop a vaccine for white racism against black people. Oh, so it doesn't doesn't exist anymore. No. Do the main problems facing the black community still remain? Will seventy percent of black kids still still be born outside of wedlock? Will twenty five percent of young black men living in the inner city still have criminal records, either in jail, arrested, on parole, or on probation? will we still have a 50% dropout rate in some of our urban high schools, and many of the ones who do graduate cannot read, write, and compute at grade level? If the answer is yes, then 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 eradicating white racism will not solve the problem, uh, and, and, and obsessing over it uh, is going to spend a lot of time and energy away from the real problems. And the question we ought to be asking ourselves is, this welfare state that was launched in the mid-60s with the best of intentions, are we incentivizing women to marry the government and allowing men to abandon their financial Ooh. and moral responsibility? And wow. the answer, if the answer is that, that is, yes, we should be talking about what to do about the welfare state. And forget about what Elder says. Obama once said a kid raised without a father is five times more likely to be poor and, and commit crime, nine times more likely to drop out of school, 20 times more likely to end up in jail. Now the question is, how have we gone from 25% right. uh, out of wedlock birth in 1965 to 70% right. now? Right. What's happened? And we're not even having that debate because when the people in the film raise these questions like I do, what happens? They're Instead of a healthy Bones. discussion, yeah. we are call Uncle Tom yeah. and. and the Discussion is shut
2: down. yeah yeah, so um that's that's that is, that is extremely way too much truth, right, and uh <laughs> that 's the problem, but here's the other problem that I want to juxtapose this um uh, narrative is the woke movement are a bunch of people who claim to have unearthed and discovered hidden facts about America. <laughs> Right, (laughs) and so now they're now they're going to rectify the situation by tearing down statues and you know bringing down portraits and in uh, Capitol Hill and all kinds of crazy, foolish nonsense. But the woke movement is actually, if you're going to research American history and what you just laid out about the true foundation of the civil rights movement, the actors that were critical to the passing of legislation that you know started to. Uh, level the playing field for black Americans starting in the 60s and, you know, where we are today 60 years later. That is the woke movement. That is the real woke movement. The real woke movement are black Americans coming to the realization that all that what we see today is not exactly what we see today. There's a foundation to it. And I think you tried to uncover that in your film.
3: Yeah, absolutely. A buddy of mine just the other day told me this, this story. He was in a Borders bookstore. This is in the 1990s. He's teaching at the University of Chicago. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's white. And he saw a black boy, around 10 years old, sitting, reading a book. And he said it was a substantial book. He doesn't remember what it was, but it wasn't a picture book. It was a serious book. He was impressed. And another black kid about the same age walks up to the kid, looks down, and says, Why are you reading that? You trying to be white?
7: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the
3: black kid looks up, closes the book, puts it away, and they both start walking away. My friend rushed, rushed over and said, Excuse me, excuse me. Don't let him discourage you from reading. Reading is the key to success. Read as much as you can. Amen. And the kid who chastised the other one turned to the black kid and said, See, I told you it would make you white. And they both <laughs> nodded and turned away.
1: Wow. Now, oh, wow.
3: if that isn't a bigger problem than having a Confederate statue at yeah. downtown, I don't know what it is. Come on. I,
2: think, I think we should raise your hand if you've ever heard that in your life oh. growing up. I, I'm raising my hand. Everybody. <laughs> you know, all three of us here in the studio have raised our hand. I grew up in Will County, uh, Mr. Elder. Will County is a southern... Uh, area in the northern part of Illinois and uh, my family was one of the first black families in what is now known as University Park and growing up in the 70s and 80s you know my parents were pro-education they both worked and we had a home and so you know I grew up among white folks and so you know I love the way I speak I wouldn't trade anything for my education I wouldn't trade my experiences but I've heard that growing up and it has been a stain and that stigma on black people today is basically like a scarlet letter. Yeah, right. It is. And we have so much to overcome with those kinds of labels yeah. that we put on each other, Correct. let alone Absolutely. dealing with society. We yeah. have so much to overcome. And you've again, you've tried to uncover this in your in your 100 um, percent awesome documentary, Uncle Tom, by right now.
3: You know, just look, just look at a graph of how much kids study per per night. And you look at the Asian kids and the white kids, Mm the Hispanic kids and the black kids and the black kids are at the bottom. Now, we certainly understand the relationship between uh, hitting the rebound, hitting the boards uh, and practicing your jump shot if you're going to get better. But do you think you're going to get better at math and science and chemistry and biology if you don't study as hard as the other kids? I mean, honestly, and what are the odds of really making it to the NBA? There, someone told me the odds of getting it to the NBA are, are about the odds of flipping a coin and having it land on heads 13 times in a row. Wow. It does happen, but not very, 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 very often. <laughs> and what, the real route is, is through getting an education. Right. And both think tanks on the left and on the right say the same thing. In order to make it to the middle class, to escape poverty, you have to at least finish high school. That's it. Don't have a kid before you get married and get a job. You do those three things, you won't be poor. You don't do those three things, there's a good chance that you will be. There you have it. Larry Elder,
1: the sage from South Central. Go to UncleTom.com, download the documentary. It's number one on IMDb, uh, Uncle Tom. And you put in the password Chicago, you get 20% off the movie. And Larry, I just want to, I mean, we, we have 30 seconds left, but there's an article on you, and I want to I drive everybody to your website, LarryElder.com. Uh, there's a article there that I think is very important, and it's going to be the future discussion. John Lewis helped win the Civil Rights War. Mm-hmm. Why are we still fighting it? That's going to be the discussion Absolutely. from henceforth. Larry Elder, thanks so much for joining Black and White. I hope to have you on again. If you're ever in Chicago on a Saturday, stop into the studio, sir. We look forward to meeting you, you in it. person. Thank you yeah, so much guys, for joining. A lot. All right, all right, Bye-bye. thanks, Mister Elder. Man, that guy, I love that guy, Larry Elder. That was an awesome interview. Yeah. Hey, you listening to Black and Right on AM Five Sixty? The answer. We'll be right back.
0: It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty The Answer.
1: Welcome back to Black and Right on AM five sixty The Answer. I'm your host John Anthony, live in studio with my main man Patrick the Hitman Brutus. Pat, what up, Chicago? Hey, that was um Larry Elder is is, is man.
2: That was an extremely. Uh, powerful interview with a lot of insight and I think we have a a broader understanding to some of his why yeah and you know that is always what interests me about people is understanding what makes them tick correct and I think in this movie plus certainly this last interview we just had this great you know 30 minutes with him we got to learn a little bit about him yeah and his reasoning for putting the film together, but certainly for trying to really shake us all out of our our hibernation. Yeah. We are
1: stuck in sleeping. I think he has awoken and he's been a voice for black America. And, and, and I think it all goes into what we our, our next guest, who we have coming mm-hmm. on. When you think about what happened with Uncle Tom, the movie and how blacks are treated, I think there's a new <laughs> there's a new race that's starting to get in and feel what black America has been dealing with. I think when you see what, what um, the mayor of Chicago, Lori Life under the cover of night. Did that happen before, under the cover of night? Yes, Okay. it happened before. Uh, oh, was that Mayor Daley? X Mark oh, the spot. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I thought so. Right. But, 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 but when you, I, I want you guys to hear and listen. Listen to the, listen to, listen to the words from our next guest.
8: We're sitting throwing rocks and, and bombs at our Chicago police. They won. They won today. And that's what's got me very upset. What i like to do is send a message to the mayor and four aldermen that they said they would take this down personally. Mayor Lightfoot, Alderman LaSpada, Rosa, Garcia, Chaco, we're coming after you. That's not, a, that's not a threat of violence. We're coming after you politically. You better keep your closets clean. You better put everything you do. Better clinkers, we're coming after you. You started a war today with the Italian-Americans in Chicago. And believe me, you might have won this battle. You are not going to win the war. You, you, you woke up a sleeping
1: giant. There you have it. Frank Coconetti. Coconetti. Welcome to Black and Right. Coconetti. 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 Hey. Welcome to Black What's and Right. on? Hey, I'm doing well, man. All right, how are you? But,
8: you know, surviving, getting by, you know, a lot of fallout uh, and feedback I've been going through the last uh, couple of days uh, within my own organizations and some politicians around the city and county. So, so Frank, what's next?
1: I mean, we, we okay. Well, Both right now what's going
8: down. on is right now the Italian community is just angry right now. You know, they're just... Um, just upset with the statues gone, you know, and, and just and a lot of angers coming out. But I think eventually, um, I think there'll be some um, fallout to certain politicians that allow this to happen. And um, I think it'll build some mo- opposition to the mayor and these certain aldermans in the city council. Yeah. Um, we're also going to utilize this, raid and take down of our uh, heritage as a way to um, question what direction this mayor and city council are going in and what
1: their priorities are. Hey, Frank, 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 when you got, was, was anybody notified? Did, did, did the mayor reach out to any of the city councilmen or was this just uh, a unilateral decision? No, she,
8: she, she let Nick Spazzato know. She let, certain Alderman know what she's up to because I got calls from city workers and I can't give their names That no, right. it's going down. It's going down. And um, she, believe me, she didn't just do this on her own. She had uh, she had input. Scott back knew, Alderman back. So there was a clique of people that I know of that were aware of what's going on.
1: Wow. Hey,
8: yeah. so and, it- um, you, know, they should, you know what? The, the big thing to me is Let's you know I want a dialogue, I wanted to talk let us talk about certain things. Um, to do it what she did I don't see any plus, I don't see any positive in the whole Daly did it with the airport and uh and um I think that was the beginning of the end of daily, and this is the beginning and the end of life like hey to do Frank- something like this without any kind of approval, any kind of talk in the middle of the night. I mean, come on.
2: Hey Frank, this is Patrick Brutus. Uh, I've been following you on Facebook, and we haven't met yet, but I I, I like your stuff. I read it. Uh, I think what you have done to you know just raise the consciousness of some things. The way you kind of you know do your your street uh, street side press conferences, like, I think it's really like. exciting. But here I want intre- to I got a special guest for you today. We brought this guy special in to talk to you today, and you know this dude. He's one of your number one dudes. Brian Mullins is here.
8: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? Like? Uh, this is like love american style or something. You, you that's it.
2: Yeah. You, you like I that setup,
7: expect. huh? Yeah. Hey, nah, how you doing, Brian? What's going on? Hey, good, brother. Hey, Frank, let me ask you this, man. Uh... Can, can you tell me what what was the scene looking like out there? What what, what people did we see out here uh, tearing down these statues and out there protesting? Were where they, where they, where they black people out there protesting?
2: No, no, Brian. You know and, I'm a straight shooter. And, and, ju- and just get into it a little bit because we got 30 seconds to a break. So get into it and then we'll right, hold you over and we'll, we'll finish the story.
8: These are not – I'll tell you what, Brian, uh, in the audience, I've never seen these people. These
1: people are – a lot of them are – Suburban, suburban white, and it's that's some money. And that's pretty they, they much bust him in, and that's pretty much what you've been doing. Hey, Frank, hold the line. We'll be right back with Mr. I, I call him the Raging Italian baby. <laughs> Frank Cocanati, Co- Coconati. Hey, you listening to Black and Right on AM Five Sixty? Answer. We'll be right back with more Frank.
0: Now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer.
1: Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my main man, Patrick the Hitman Brutus. Forget about it. Forget about it. We got the Italian stallion, it. Frank Conconati online. There you go. I got it right, right, guys? Yeah. Did I get it right? We also have Brian
2: the Magic Man, you my mellow right. my man, my, my ace, Mullins in the studio. <laughs>
1: Uh, Patrick, you had a. That was you, Brian. You yeah, so Frank, this was, you know, we, we start that. You know, we
7: always talk about who, who, who are the people that are out here all the Who are the people that are just doing this stuff? It's not the normal, the that we've seen in the past. Is that correct? Who
8: thinks out there? Well, I, I, I can barely hear you. I can hear you, but you're muffled for some reason. But I've been attacked. Uh, most of. There's, there's, a, there's a guy named Orlokov and. And people from Waukegan and Wakanda. Uh, these are people that are just they're like they're they're like the faces that we see that I see on this play. You know, people say, Oh, you're racist, you don't like black life. No, no. I respect all life. I respect black lives. I know what they go through. But these people are dictating another message. And it's not what i I see, and what I've talked to Brian about, and, and other activists. These these people are out to really, really start some. They're actually causing more divide,
1: more divide. Hey, Frank, Frank. Now, when it comes to the Columbus statue, now that that is not owned by the city, right? Um, some Italian Americans put their money together to purchase that and to have that put up, correct?
8: Right, from donations. Yeah, from donations.
2: Even does that include the one in Little Italy? They also removed.
8: That's, yeah, that one I know for sure was from donations. It's from the Expo, um,
2: mm-hmm.
8: Expo uh, 100 years ago, from the uh, Chicago Expo. The one downtown, I'm really not that. Uh, right. I know with public funds, too, and the same with the Balbo statue, which I hear they want to take down next, these radical terrorists. Oh, yeah, you but know downtown. there's a next move. Yeah, I, absolutely, so, absolutely.
1: So, Frank, so, so Frank, why is it so important to the Italian-American community to have a Columbus statue represented somewhere in the city of Chicago?
8: Well, it just shows our hard work. You know, when we first came over from Italy and people settled in uh, Chicago, we took a lot of abuse just like anybody else. We built our lives. We worked hard for our families. And we wanted a symbol of something that showed our heritage. So whatever history you listen to and I listen to, we were taught that, Columbus was something special to the Italian community. I, I wasn't around when they chose Columbus, but that's who as a child, that's who we were chosen. It's It, it was more like a symbol of our pride and heritage. So when, when, and, it, and like I, like you're saying, it's more than just a statue. It, it, it's like an insult to the Italian American. Yeah, it would be great. like us it's taking just... down Martin Luther King. And I'm not comparing the two right. When is it in? Great man, but it would be an insult. Now, Brian knows me pretty good. I, I'm i always a guy that can talk. We'll sit down. Let's talk about these people, these terrorists. These they, We're using the name Black Lives Matters and Antifa to fund Police. They don't want to talk because I've often to sit down and talk with them, you know, with these guys when they're calling me, swearing me in the middle of the night. They want trouble. They call me a fat old man, ball old, and that really gets to me. You can call me a lot of things, but don't call me fat and bald. Well,
1: we're going to call you here on Black and Right the Italian <laughs> Stallion. How about yeah, that? The Italian Stallion. But <laughs> it's, just, it's just, to me, to me now, it's just me. It's just
8: sending a wrong message. It's causing a lot of divisiveness in that. Uh, worse than I've seen in years. To be honest with you. Hey, so. Uh, well, yeah, the statue. The statue is more than just the cement and the thing it's on. It's like Italians are very proud people. It's just, it's a real insult. It's an insult to the hard work of our forefathers, you know, our parents, our grandparents, and uh, and that's that's that's
2: our side. You know what I mean? So, Frank, so Frank, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. This is again. This is Patrick Brutus, um, and I I appreciate. All communities, right? We 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 live in a right. very um, melting pot city. We have you know thirty or so, twenty nine or so sister cities. We're very international. Uh, I right. myself am Haitian American, and so you know I grew up in right. a multicultural environment myself. So um, I know a number of very good Italian American people that I consider friends. Right? Some old, some new. Right. Um, so, but when you say you're going to go after. Uh, Chicago, politically, you already have in your community a a few aldermen on the city council. And so how does that recruitment look today? And um, do you mean when you say go after, do you mean that you're going to... the first guy I'm going after is Alderman Spazzato? He's Italian. Then I'm going after Sospata. I'm
8: going to dig so far to keep up their... Can I swear or not? No, no, just just give up up their butts. (laughs) Up their butts. Yeah. Check their closets, check under their beds, check their bookwork. I am going to be up their butts to see what they're doing.
2: So you're going to actually go okay? after...
8: Those also, are the biggest... Those are the biggest... That's like African-American, all of them double-crossing African-American, which they do every day. Uh-oh. But um, oh, that's oh, what oh. I'm going to do.
1: Wow.
2: Okay. So that's interesting right. to know. You're actually Fizzato's targeting...
8: Sposato deals with the outfit all the time. He's with Jimmy DeLeo and the rest of the old-timers. Oh. I'm going to dig so far deep he'll be able to jump out of that wheelchair and do a dance.
2: <laughs> there you have it. All right. I don't think I should comment any uh, further. You, ask,
8: you ask me. I am going to, and Ryan knows me. I, I'm the best at, at checking everything. I'm the best. I know people. They, they call me every day. Lori Lightfoot, if she does one little thing wrong, one little thing wrong, which I am going to find a way. I've offered to do a forensic audit with Scott Wagensbeck, another hmm. turncoat. Look at the book. I've offered to do a a free forensic audit and find where all this money's disappeared. I mean, I'm just going to do whatever it takes to hurt these people politically.
1: There you have it. Frank, the Italian style. Hey, black and white. Loves the Italian American community. I love, I love, listen, hey, Jack, I love, I love, I love, hey, I love the human race. Frank, That's I, right, what I
2: love. I, I think you just laid out the plot for Godfather 4.
1: Oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> hey, Frank, Frank, thanks so much for calling Black and Right. Hey, Dan, you hold, got it. Hey, Dan, hold the line. You have thoughts on the Columbus statue? We'll take your call when we come back.
8: Brian, I love you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Get up. <laughs>
1: This
0: is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer.
5: Get up, get on up. Welcome back. Get up, get on up.
1: To Black and Right. Patrick, you want to jam out for us? It's time to get on up, man. Hey,
3: come on,
2: Doug. DJ Doug. We just, heard, we just heard something that got us up. Get up. We just heard
3: something. Hey. <laughs>
1: We have fun here. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to Black and on am 560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, alongside my guest co-host today, Patrick the Hitman Brutus. And, you know, I can't believe we've been able to silence Brian Mullins. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Brian Mullins
2: has been silenced. We just heard the plot for Godfather 4. I think we did. And uh, I'm kind
1: of shaking right now. I'm kind of yeah. nervous. Yeah, I well, you know. So you know what? But while we're Forget we'll
2: about it. Forget we'll about it.
1: While we're waiting on Julie Cho to call us. Hey, Dan, you have some thoughts on the statue. Go ahead, Dan. Uh oh, Dan. Dan, hello? Yeah, how you doing, Dan? What are your thoughts on the statue?
5: Good. Good. Okay, well my thoughts were this. Um I did a lot of you know, research on Columbus and to be honest with you, I liked him my whole life, but I never knew why he was Chosen, the guy got lost when he first came here. He went to the Caribbean by mistake, Correct. right? Yep. So I can, I can understand people uh, now saying, you know, maybe we should um, revisit why he was such a hero or why the statue was there. At the same time, uh, there's a legal process. If there you we go. realize that, then you, you go to the alderman, the mayor, and you sign petitions and you get it taken down and, ding, it's, it's gone. People vote on it. There uh, you go. To get there, to have uh, protests is a good thing. To start throwing rocks at a bunch of police and cause violence and destruction, only hurts only hurts someone's cause. Yeah, hey Dan, but so it wasn't the just... it wasn't is just totally unnecessary. Hey, hey Dan, it wasn't
1: just rocks. I mean, it was uh, frozen water, frozen water bottles. It was it was a PVC oh, pipe. Yeah, they had plastics. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, they yeah. were stabbing at cops. Fireworks. 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 Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. come on. A lot on. of injuries terrible. on both sides. It was. Hey Dan, thanks so much for calling. Hey, thanks exactly. so much for listening. Yeah, that was not a peaceful protest. Uh, I got a we got a, a comment on on Facebook on uh, Lori Westerfield. She says people often use the caricature cor- incorrectly. Uncle Tom in the novel was a hero and protector. Sambo is the character who undermines his race. That is so true. So many black people. I take I take pride when people when I hear people call me Uncle Tom. Thank well, you. I do. I'm sorry. I do. Yeah, I'm not there yet, but. I- I've heard it both ways. Well, I've been called yeah. it for so twenty-some years now. So I mean, I'm, I'm tw- yeah, yeah. You did. I'm, I'm so you did used do a, to
2: it. You did do some time in Spring Patch, uh, <laughs> Spring you know, Vegas. I think it's become
1: you know, Spring like Vegas. A time it's a little bit softer than calling somebody
7: sambo, right? Yeah, so I right. Think that's
1: when you hear the and people call names. softer. Term. I think the coon is what
2: gets to me. The yeah, more. I hate the c-word. I hate the sellout word. I hate yeah. the sambo, the Oreo. I hate
1: all those derogatory terms because they're used derogatory, right? Right. But 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 I think I think having a show like called Black and Right, we we, we get to highlight and point this no, out. Absolutely true. Because because most people, especially when you look at uh, in, in a lot of these these liberal inner cities who really don't get the message of what it means to think differently, mm-hmm. to come out of group thing. I, I want to play this real quick for, from, um, you know, Uncle Tom. Because I, I thought it was an important part of the, of, of the um, trailer that um, Larry Ellis sent
9: out. Most black people don't believe that other blacks can be independent free thinkers.
5: I believe the legacy and the ancestry of black Americans is being insulted every single day. I will not pretend to be a victim in this country. I know that that makes many people on the left uncomfortable. But she's right.
2: That's Candace.
1: Yep. She's right, right? Yeah. And I mean, and, and I think all three of us in this room. Uh, every single day we we put stuff out there in the social media realm that pricks people to think differently than what they're used to uh, and, and what they were raised upon, right? John, can you imagine uh, all of the things that Candace Owens says? Uh-oh.
2: Just, let's be honest. If she were a professed either Democrat... Come on. ...or a Black Lives Matter activist, she would be on every channel every. you could think of. Every, because the things that she's
1: saying are the things that need to be said that many black people believe in that barack obama once said oh did i just go did i use the barack obama name hey guys guess what the first hour was over wow. don't go anywhere don't move keep it locked stay right here we'll be back with more of black and right with john anthony
0: have your mind opened the lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed this is a revolution in how you think about politics race and culture you've tuned into black and right with john anthony on am 560 the answer
1: welcome back to hour two of black and right on am 560 the answer with your host john anthony uh, we had a riveting first hour with Larry Elder and uh, Frank the Italian Stallion. Go, Gennady. Did I get it right, Brian? Oh, That's it. That's it. <laughs> uh That was a riveting first hour. If you missed that first hour, hey, go into dot theanswercom download the podcast, catch up on all your missed episodes. Follow me at J. Anthony Speaks at Facebook and Twitter. Hey, Patrick, where can they follow you? Uh, you know, I'm usually posting incessantly on Facebook.
2: So Facebook at Patrick Brutus. I have a Twitter page, which is
1: at Brutus is talking. And, Brian, and Patrick, I mean, this is your second time in as guest co-host. First yeah. time we were, it was weird. Yeah, first time weird. we did, uh, re- you know, work from home. We,
2: we did a teleremote remote uh, <laughs> Quarantine. Yeah, we did a quarantine broadcast. I was uh, calling from the basement of Joe Biden's house. and. Uh, <laughs> Um, today I'm in the studio here The coronavirus free environment And I'm uh, we excited have, to be here We have windows up Yeah
1: it's a bit I awesome. mean we, we do have Bobby Rush's popcorn And Hillary Clinton's hot sauce I right am kind of hungry And you guys did not Meet
2: my contract terms So <laughs> I'll take, take this uh, Hillary hot sauce right here Or well, I'm not sure If this is
1: Kamala's But uh, uh, Oh Ouch and, and Brian Mullins <laughs> Brian Thanks so much for joining us Where, where can people find you?
7: Uh, same as Pat I'm on Facebook All the time So it's Facebook You know Brian Mullins Um I have Illinois Black Voters Project on Twitter. So at Illinois Black Vote uh, at Twitter, we just fired that up for a black voter project to try to get stuff going.
1: I got to bring you back on so we can talk about that. How about that? Yeah, I I saw that, Doug. I saw that. You (laughs) you almost spit up your coffee, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, But but before we get into more of uh, the second hour, uh, I wanted to take a call from a a dear friend. She's actually been here as a guest co-host. She's got an event coming up on August 1st julie cho welcome back to black and right
10: hi how are you guys hey we're doing well hey julie
1: we're missing you here you should be here in studio julie
10: <laughs> I, I know you should have invited me i should have <laughs>
1: that oh, so much fun darn it I, I gotta have you back how about that yeah so Yo. talk to us what's, what's 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 going on in the world of julie
10: Oh, what's going on in the world of Julie? I first of all, you just uh, as you just said, I am having this conservative conservative gathering next Saturday on August first. Um, I had really difficult time finding a venue, even though JB's executive um, order uh, was struck down in the court on I think July second. Yeah, people all still All the venues scared. that I contacted, yeah, they they will not. I think they they fear the retaliation from JB, and they will not allow us to host an event with more than 49 people. So finally, you know, um, I guess, I think a lot of people, you know, we know Gary Rabine, mm-hmm. which is a really, really great conservative leader. He owns a golf club in Woodstock, McKinley County, and he said, oh, we'll do it here. <laughs> you know, it'll be great to, you know, for, for everyone to come out and nice. gather around and you know, so we're going to do it there. Um, I think another great conservative leader, Vince Kobler, yes. who's known to most conservatives in Illinois, he's going to be my keynote speaker. Nice. So these two... Um, yeah. Now, now and, can and people purchase tickets?
1: <laughs> can, I mean, is, is there a, pl- yeah. a website, a place where people right. can purchase tickets?
10: So, no, I don't advertise because this is sort of invitation only, oh. you know, kind of semi-invitation Ooh. only, so I don't advertise it on Facebook okay. uh-huh. or there's no website or anything. If you are interested in coming, then please email me at info at org and that's um, Fair america is the name of the organization that is hosting the event it's a fair as in fair uh-huh. f-a-i-r-e-r america Fair america so just send me an email at info at org and um, express that you're interested in um, coming to this event then i will send you the invitation.
1: Oh, that sounds like <laughs> but, some secret squirrel stuff, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
10: no, we just don't want any liberal no, right? I, no, I understand. <laughs> I
1: understand. So, you know what, Julie, what I'll also do, I'll, I'll put it on all of my social media feeds as well um, to get um, okay. and have as many people as we can possibly get there. But Vince Colbert, I, I, sure. I'm really excited um, that I am yeah. on that mm-hmm. secret squirrel list and that I'll be invited. Um, because I I love to hear him speak. I mean, he I mean, he comes from such a, a rich historical aspect of of not just the state of Illinois but America. And when anytime I get a chance to right, hear people right. like that, I love to be in the audience to to hear what they have to say. Mm-hmm. So,
10: and and also, I mean, Gary Rabine has an yes. it, it's just an incredible story, right? Yes, I mean, he does. He comes from nothing, yes. really, really humble um, background, and then. The, the the success that he, he he he's been able to accomplish. I mean, it's like that that is the 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 example of great American dream. That's it. So I want people to come out and and uh, meet these people and hear about it. But beyond that, right? The event really is about um, bringing out and bringing together all the conservative groups that are not working together right now. Yeah. And I've noticed there's a Korean community has their own conservative group, Chinese community has their own, Indian community has their own, and black community, you know. Uh, somewhat. They, they, they all have their own. Yeah, they all, but you know, no, they wow. all have, you guys know each other, but the thing is, we don't, these different community groups, even though I ain't black, <laughs> <laughs> these different community groups, these, they don't work together, and I think as a result, um, our our impact is not as great as it could be if we were working as a larger coalition yeah. together and we could really have a stronger, much stronger uh, voice and, 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 impact. So that really is what it's about. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: And, and, you know, so, one of the things I got to give him is, to his credit, Charles Love was really trying to push uh, a lot of it. And I know you and you, you and Charles talked a lot about, you know, bringing uh-huh, a lot of the yeah, minorities yeah. together uh, because, i know yeah, i know it's a greater voice and a greater there's more more power behind that so right. uh i really appreciate it julie right. Julie, right. I, I really appreciate you calling into black and right um you know you're a guest anytime you want to call thank anytime you, you want to come in just come on in all right congratulations <laughs> on the event all right
10: i will say. Thank, thank you so much julie <laughs> hey <laughs> okay. um
1: let's be, be before we go into the um patrick let's push it off. we got two calls on the line i want to take these calls yeah let's take the calls all right hey bob you, you, you want to. Thanks so much for calling black and white. Right. Violence will continue until famous black people and black politicians tell them stop. Oh, do tell Bob.
5: Yes. Uh, hi. I was hi. thinking that. It, oh. Yeah. It, this is going to continue until we have enough outspoken people who are not apri- afraid to say anything like very high profile black people. The mayor, for example, she should have condemned it. She should have said the violence is terrible. She should have been out there and say, we're going to arrest you for that. If you get caught throwing something at a defacing public property or throwing something at a police officer, you're arrested. She's got to actually come out and have the guts to say it. So do any black politician Mm -hmm. or alderman or congressman or movie star. And once they do, that does nothing but help the cause. Well, yeah. black lives it's Illinois, though.
2: Hey, but Bob, let me ask you a quick question. Since you sound like you're very observant and are really following, you know, what's happening. So you have called out that there is a lack of black political uh, class that have not denounced these events. But if you look at the, the population of these folks who are protesting, it's mostly white. So does that Ooh. also apply to the white politicians having to also yep. meet this criteria? Definitely.
5: 150% yes. All the politicians have to be af- stop being afraid. Get some guts. Stop being afraid to call the violence out. Yeah. It's just, I'm from the 60s, you know? Okay, peace, love, and all that. We protested in the 60s. My God. You know, we know how to do it. These kids today don't know how to do it. Yeah. And you have to really call out the suburban... And I wouldn't want to say that. No, this, say it. they have some of my. This it's black the, and white. Right. <laughs> the, the suburban, spoiled white kids that are going to tell a black man what he really should be offended by, and what he shouldn't be yeah. offended by. I mean, people have to say that and go. I have a right to not be offended if I'm black.
1: Oh, let me tell you, I, I've been called all type of names by white, specifically white liberal women. Oh, those are, are the ones that really come after people. But like those me. are the best ones because they're so energetic about it yeah they're so passionate hey, thanks so much for calling bob all right bob dan from libertyville he's trying to explain the process hey. to this millennial daughter go ahead dan
6: thanks for taking my call yes we had this discussion just today and let me give you a little background i've got three daughters all millennial all indoctrinated by colleges to think yeah. think yeah. tank type thinking and here today i'm having an argument with one of mine And she's telling me, but you understand, Dad, we're the people. Uh Oh, We're the people. So we Uh can tear Uh down statues because we are the people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. I'm part of the people, too. Right. Okay. And so are the rest of the citizens. Not just your age group is the people. And in case you've forgotten, I reminded her, I have initiated protests. I have gotten petitions. I've addressed a grievance to the government, and I won because I got other people to come peaceably, sign the petition, go before the governmental body, explain our opposition to what they were doing, and we won. Nobody got hurt. No policemen were involved. Nothing got broken or torn down or burned. That's how our democracy is supposed to work, and she would not accept this. So I said, well, I'm going to tell you the alternative. Go ahead. Yeah, Ten seconds. Doing this as you're doing it, people are going to get their heads cracked. Yes, okay? that's true. Because some of the other people are going to be mad, and we're going to have an America that's like the south side of Chicago, where people are shooting people right.
1: randomly everywhere. There you go. Hey, Dan, thanks so much for calling Black and Right. Uh, he's right. There's a process to it. Right? Nobody's following the yes. process. Well, hey, you listening to Black and Right on AM560 Answer? We'll be right back.
0: This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer.
1: Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, joined in studio by my good man, my buddy, Patrick the Hitman Brutus. Forget about it. Hey, and Brian. What was his name? What you call him, Brian? What? My magic- Mellow, my man, my ace. <laughs> Mullins. <laughs>
7: All right. <laughs> I don't think man, I don't think Brian likes that name. That's fine. I have been called names a lot. So it's okay. You know,
2: tried I tried to use the alliteration. <laughs> I'm gonna call him the magic man. How about
7: Brian the Magic Man Mullins? I'm gonna call him Moon Mullins. You, you know? like Magic Man? Hey, Magic Man. You make
1: it you man. make the magic Whatever happen, baby. Is. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen.
7: <laughs> yeah, let's just not call him the candy
2: man. Right? <laughs> or, uh, how about Brian? Make it happen, Mullins.
1: <laughs> Brian, make it happen, Mullins. How about that?
7: Hey, that works. That All works. Right, that, was, that works.
1: But, but during the break, Brian, you, sure. you, you were talking about something uh, to, to piggyback on yeah, the Yeah, piggyback
7: caller, on the last caller. That I thought was important. Yeah. So, you know, he, he brought up having this conversation with his daughter, millennial daughters. I was uh, just at a press conference uh, a couple weeks ago, and I had, we had two millennials that came on the mic, and they basically, they, they didn't basically say, they said to us, We need boomers and Generation Xers to step aside because we got this and you guys have failed us. You know, and I sat back and you got to listen to that, those thoughts, listen to those words. And who would turn over any policy making, uh, you know, (laughs) issues to kids? It makes no sense. But in a black community coming from the, the liberals are gaslighting black youth yeah. into believing that they are the leaders of our community. Right. And now we want to embrace the you know yeah. the black the young black uh activists out here, but they need to learn and understand what they're doing. And in my opinion, we're watching them, you know, fighting for stuff that has zero to do with black liberation. And they believe that they're doing it. So so to the college point it is starting in our universities. I think that's a, you know, a problem. Look at, look, at, look at Chicago Public Schools. We have the Chicago Teachers Union that funds pretty much every liberal organization and politician. And guess who are the members of the Chicago Teachers Union? The people teaching the black kids. Yeah. So they, they have fired black teachers, yeah. hired young white liberal women to come in our communities, and they're indoctrinating our black kids into this mindset. And we don't agree with it.
1: Did you guys see... When 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 the the cops were attacked because you know initially it came out that the the cops were the aggressors, right. and you know Lori Lightfoot immediately went after the cops. Right. I don't take a deep breath, pause. Let's let's look find if there's any other videos that are out there, which there were. Yeah. But did you see the black people say white people to the front, white people to the front, yep. and and the white people were coming up with their hands held up high. Did no. you see that? Did you guys no. see that? Yeah, I
7: did not see that. I did. That sounds. Completely plausible. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a tactic. They teach this. Yes. It was funny. I shared something on Facebook yesterday. Uh, what was the name of the group? Um, it was a group, but basically a coalition starting with the Democratic Social America. They're teaching this training. So they train people on what to do in these cycles. And they got a yeah. training coming up. So we ought to and, they calling them, and they're calling them peaceful protests. Correct. None Correct. of this has been peaceful. Correct. Absolutely no, no, no. none
2: of it. It's actually an engineered... Situation where violence is actually the desired outcome. Correct. And so when we're talking about violence, we're talking about the violence, (laughs) you know, um, it's been interesting. If you've been following the news, the violence has now re energized the conversation from the White House, and he has restated his goal to fix certain cities, Chicago among one of them. And who's that he? That he is the forty-fifth president of the United States, <laughs> well, you, the I, Donald. I think
1: you have a you have a clip you want the people to hear, and yeah. you want us to hear too, right? Yeah. So uh, let's. You want to set it up? Let's. <laughs> I just think I did set it up, but oh, you know the president the president has claimed
2: to want to fix certain cities, uh-huh. and I think his um, his offer has been um, genuine, because. It's not really for political purposes. Well, how about we
1: listen to what he asked? Let's listen to what
2: this the This afternoon, president.
9: I'm also announcing that the Department of Justice will provide more than $61 million in grants to hire hundreds of new police officers in cities that are the focus of Operation Legend. We will never defund the police. We will hire more great police. We want to make law enforcement stronger, not weaker. What cities are doing is absolute insanity. Many of the same politicians who want to slash resources for law enforcement have also declared that their cities are sanctuaries for criminal illegal aliens. In other words, after arresting illegal aliens for crimes, the police are ordered to release those criminals back onto the streets to continue their crime. Last year, Chicago politicians forced the release of illegal aliens charged with crimes such as assault, armed robbery, strangulation, and attempted murder. My administration will be working to remove dangerous offenders sprung loose by these deadly policies and, frankly, by these deadly politicians.
1: Patrick?
2: Listen, man. (laughs) I want all the people listening on 560 AM the answer. As well as watching live on Facebook at Black and Right. iHeartRadio, tune in. iHeartRadio, tune in. Everywhere that you listen to this show right now, I want you to ask yourself one question. After hearing that proclamation of what Operation Legend is about, and if you live in an urban city like Chicago, Detroit, Philly, Kansas City, how could you be against the stated goal of removing criminals from the street? removing them from our communities removing the urban violent the uh, shooters that are out here hurting good citizens affecting their lives in a negative way who raise your hand if you're against that and I'll wait I think that's crickets that's crickets you right. cannot be against that if a Democrat liberal progressive hashtag pink hat, had the same stated goal, and I'm waiting for Uh-oh. Joe Biden to say that right. he is also for removing criminals from the streets of America, Baltimore, be more, be more. Hashtag who's against that? That would be something that the left would in, would embrace. Yeah. But because it's the president and we're all supposed to be hashtag Orange Man Bad, we are supposed to be against that goal. When black and right, I'm black I know I'm not wrong. That when I when I look out my window in my community, I see violence.
1: Exactly, you both see it.
7: We see it all day
1: long, and and, and 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 you probably walk through it almost every single day, right?
7: Yes. And don't forget, I am a victim of gun violence. My son was shot last year four times, right? right. So I have a direct tie to to these conversations going on. It has
2: impacted you personally. It has
7: impacted me personally. And, you know, we need law enforcement to do their job, right? right? We know that there have been some issues out of CPD. Nobody's disputing that. Nobody. But after you have 30 years of defunding schools, disinvestment in communities, closing mental health facilities, I think it's insanity for anybody to believe that you can get out of this without some level of law enforcement Woo. protecting the normal law abiding citizens of Chicago's South and West Side. And that's the normal <sighs> belief, I believe, except people are scared to yeah. say it because the left comes in, attacks you and then you just get silent again.
1: But, but we you know? all know, you know, you hear defund police doesn't mean defund police. You have people that are out there saying the
7: we police. want
1: to defund. We want to take money completely away from them, Correct. and we want to, to to disband them. We don't want police anymore.
7: Correct. Let, let me give my my quick thought. Uh, when you, first we said they said defund the police until we start asking the question <laughs> defund, and now defund means something else. Right. right. They, right. they, yeah, they, they move They moved. What moved the, the definition of the defund definition. means. But when you, I use this. Chicago Police Department's budget is one point eight billion dollars. When you look at the city of Chicago and the sister agencies, I think it's twenty four point eight billion total. Whoa. There's already money for social services, mental health, housing, every single thing that they claim they want to do when you defund the police, but nobody's asking you what about the other twenty two billion dollars? To Only though, right? take even only defund the police and service this out of 1.8 billion don't look over at the CHA that has you know almost a 2 billion dollar budget TIF monies and all the other funding forget about all that let's just focus on the police that's why I think it's all it's just fake but let's also focus on the effectiveness of what proper application
2: of what law enforcement can do mm-hmm. yeah. they announced this I believe today is Saturday yeah. they announced this on <laughs> Wednesday yeah. and yesterday yeah. you sent me the text yeah the president's secret Gestapo army already came on the ground and busted three guys and got them off the street for gun uh, Wait, federal crimes. It's, it's
1: the president's what? It's the president's secret <laughs> Gestapo army.
2: You know, uh, if you if you uh, want to, you know, co-sign the characterizations of this evil man's, uh, you know, dictatorship policy. We,
1: we got right. forty seconds, so c- can I quickly? Talk about what Operation Legend has already produced. Yeah, 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 read, the it, read it. Read it. So, three men have been arrested related to illegal possession of firearms and ammunition. Daryl Collins, 30 of Dalton. Daryl Phillips, 22 of Chicago. Romeo Holloway, 21 of Chicago. They all face. Or, da- Romeo faces one count of illegal possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. Daryl faces one count of illegal possession of a machine gun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Daryl Collins faces one count of illegal possession of ammunition by a convicted felon. Now, yep. these are resources brought here. Okay. To help the city of Chicago, who's been inundated with shootings.
2: And I would argue that those people didn't just commit those crimes on Thursday. No, they did not. They've been here.
1: Oh, hey, you're listening to Black and Right on AM 560 The Answer. We'll be right back with more of this.
0: Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560 The Answer.
1: Welcome back to Black and Right on AM 560 The Answer. How's their voice? <laughs> We're live in studio on Black and Right with my good friend, Patrick the Hitman, Brutus. Forget about it. And Brian, make it happen, Mullins. All right, all right. But Patrick, you know, we we, we were talking during the break. I think some of the best radio happens during the break. And I thought both you and Brian made good points. So, Patrick, you go ahead. You go first. Yeah, so, listen.
2: First of all, I want everyone to know, I am not against the police. I think we need policing in our communities. We need tough policing in our communities. But what we also need is we need police to be unleashed to do their job, right? Because we cannot tolerate this nonstop crime and violence. And so I want to make a little example. Um, When President Trump got into office, I don't know what he said to Mad Dog uh, Mathis, but after you blinked, the U.S. military had already recaptured the caliphate in Syria. And that operation was done basically in five minutes. And that is the kind of approach I think that he's taking to crime and violence. Like, let the police do their job. So, we all saw Training Day, right? Yeah. 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 You all saw Alonzo, right? Yeah. My man. My man. My man. Okay, so well, what he is...
1: <laughs> else. We can't say, <laughs> we can't <laughs> say that, right.
2: Because we would not be black nor right on that. Okay? But what did he say about Jake? Uh-oh. Now, this is what we needed in policing. Jake was the guy who was compassionate. Great role, by the way. Um, he was compassionate, but Alonzo said Jake had that eye. Mm. He had that wolf in yeah. him. He knew how to hunt. And he was gonna, you know, roll with this with this crew. Dr. Yeah. Dre right, and right, other guys. Right, but right, right. Jake yeah. had the eye. He was a hunter. He was a wolf. He was compassionate though. And that's what we need in our policing. We need the guys who know
1: how to go get it, but they need to have compassion to be hey, a great you community know, policing. That's so true, Patrick. Hey, before before we further, yeah. hey, I wanna give a shout out to my buddy Cash Lee Kelly. Hey Cash, thanks so much for sharing the, the podcast. Oh, quick shout out. I got a shout out uh to Patricia P. Ray
2: Easley, easily on the West Side, and I want to just let her know I'm shouting her out because she's a pro Trump person, and she told you to, and she told you <laughs> to.
1: <laughs> and, and, and and guys, if you if you're not at Grand Park right now, get out there. Back to Blue event that's going on in in, in Grand Park right now. Um, we got we got to get out there. and We got to support our men and women in blue. Um, but Brian, you also have something
7: yeah we were you know I just want to point out you know everything is politics, especially in Chicago. We watched the Chicago Teachers union fund a bunch of the organizations that we see out there protesting and don't forget the teachers union spent what was it two four million dollars uh for Tony or against Lori Lightfoot.
2: Oh, two, uh, $2.4 dollars
7: two point four million let alone their SEIUs and their United working family arms so we also I think are seeing these groups push. On the police, which is a reflection of Lori Lightfoot, so that they can go ahead and set up the next election cycle on who they're going to back. So it's not just because they care. These issues are real issues. It's politics in the background that we're seeing being played out.
1: Oh, and, and, and speaking of politics, um, we, we have joining us on the line is a uh, Missouri state representative. Okay. And, and I hate we, we, we he called in and we lost him. So I was going to come right in. That's what, what I was talking to you about, Patrick. He he was going to call in, and he called in earlier, and we, we lost him. But uh, James Neely, state representative from Missouri, how are you? I'm good, thank you. You know, anytime my my buddy calls me um, and, and said, Jameson calls me and says, hey, I need you to put somebody on the air, I don't say no. <laughs> so he's, he, he said you have some, a very interesting background and some very interesting knowledge when it comes to the, the this whole thing with the testing and all that. What what new information or what information can you provide to the people that listen to the show?
11: Well, what information I can provide? I didn't I didn't quite catch all of the question there. What yeah. can I provide in regards to
1: the COVID, the COVID-19, COVID nineteen? What's happening with the testing? Oh.
11: Well, you know, I've been all over the state. I'm running for governor, and uh, I'm not seeing any cases. I'm a physician. Uh, you know what? Our hospital we've not uh, had any issues. Uh, We've seen a couple of people that we sent on just because there was a unit uh, there uh, elsewhere. But, my goodness, we need to get on. We need to open up America. The kids need to get back into school. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, the story, you know, this mask thing. Uh, you know, we're not wearing proper masks. Everybody's fooling themselves with these cotton masks. Uh-oh. The virus is so, so small. Uh, it can get through the, the cotton uh, mask that people are wearing that I see time and time again. But... My goodness, uh, you know we need to improve our immune system. Uh, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it.
1: Wow! A hey, representative, I I want to hold you on the line and and bring you back after the break because I I think this mask thing and because you see a lot of different issues coming up with the mask, wear them, don't wear them, and and I think it's caused a lot of division within the within us as Americans. And, and I would love to get your take, your real, because you're a doctor, so you understand these things a lot better than most of the people that are pontificating about these, these certain uh, mask issues. So I really want to take your call. I want I want I want you to hold the line and we're going to come back with Representative James Neely, who's running for the, for the governorship of Missouri. And I also want to get your take on what's happening with the couple who was arrested um, for having their guns against the protesters. We'll be right back.
0: We now return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony.
1: Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my guest co-host today, Patrick the Hitman Brutus. That's right. I'm in the studio live in Chicago. You didn't say forget about it, man. Forget about See, it. I'm getting used to that. Come on. Don't, don't tease me. It. We're in the last 15 minutes. We I was trying there. to go for mine. All
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> no more that. No more
1: all that. All, all right. right. And we got sitting alongside Patrick, Brian, Make It Happen Mullins. What's up? What's up? So before the break, we were talking with State Representative James Neely, who's also running for governor in the state of Missouri. Uh, James, welcome back to Black and Right. Thank you. So, so James, I mean, Representative, forgive me. I'm a former representative here in the state of Illinois. So I, I I, let me give you call me Jim. Okay, Jim. Jim. All right, Jim. Jim. There it is, Jim. What, 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 um, what is, what is with with this mask? Mandate, and 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 is is there a constitutional issue with forcing people to wear a mask?
11: I think there is an issue there constitutionally. You know, what about uh, do we need a, a uh, mandate to put your hand over your mouth if you if you cough or sneeze? You know, what what are we doing? It's it's called being polite. You know, if you've got a problem, we had a daughter that died uh, at fifteen. Uh, and and that uh, precipitated my bill that we moved out of Missouri. It was the right to try bill. Yes. And uh, you know if you're terminal, anyway, she was terminal and she wore the mask. She was afraid of getting uh, 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 being immunocompromised as a result of her chemotherapy. So she wore the mask. Right. You wear the mask to protect yourself, or if you think you're ill, then you wear the mask so you don't uh, spread the the, the germs.
1: What, about hypoxia? Like a, what like, about hypoxia? What about hypoxia? Couldn't the person yeah, exactly? Yeah.
11: You know how many times have I heard people say they get headaches? It's a long day wearing those things, and, and they're they're poorly constructed. It's not hospital quality uh, that people are wearing. So it, it's uh, it's a show. I think it's uh, it's almost become a, 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 a for some folks. I guess they wear it as a, a badge of honor or something yeah. in their mind. But uh, and shame the rest of us. Uh,
1: we we, we don't know, care I, about I, others. I, I, hey.
11: But, you know, we need to be polite to each other. There's a there's
2: a, there's a thought. Hey, Rep Neely, the, this is Patrick Brutus. Um, and and thanks for coming on the show today to talk about your campaign and some of the things that you feel passionate about for the state of Missouri and the, and the Missourians. Uh, but I want to switch gears a little bit here and ask you a question. I want to know what your stance is on the McClaskey, um situation going on there in St. Louis and if you think it's right for the AG to intercede in that case locally. And what are your thoughts about uh, 2A rights versus 1A rights? Because I think this is what that case essentially hinges on.
11: Well, people, you know, we have the Bill of Rights and people have the right to protect themselves. You know, you have the right to bear arms or you shouldn't be infringed on. So, you know, police can't be everywhere. No. Uh, So people need to be able to protect their their possessions, their their body. Uh, And uh, I think that's what the McCluskeys were doing. So I'm all in on that, and people need to be able to protest, but you don't destroy someone else's
1: property. Yeah, but, but, you know, but, but representative, it. representative is, is it protesting when you break into a, a a private fence? Is that protesting or is that? No, I, mean, I don't. I think you're, <laughs> you're very good. No, that's not a protest. I,
2: I, right. Right. I think the um, I think the district attorney here, Kim Gardner, has backed herself into a corner by repeatedly characterizing uh, what happened there as a peaceful protest and their right to. Uh, you know, uh, free speech, but the evidence shows that they actually broke into that enclave. And, you know, in that sense, we're trespassing. So do you think she's backed herself into a corner?
11: She's had a battle ever since uh, (laughs) uh, she was probably elected. I love it. You know, she, she's the one who took on Eric Brighton's, uh, the governor, or uh, exploited that situation that caused uh, the governor to leave office. So, Uh, Kim Gardner's got some issues. I think uh, she's got an election coming up here shortly, and it'll be interesting to see whether she survives that.
1: Hey, Um, hey, Representative, Representative, now, you're running for governor. Uh, Why should the people of Missouri elect uh, Representative James Neely as their next governor?
11: Well, I'm a physician. Uh, I view myself as the problem solver. We're not solving problems. We hear the rhetoric out of both parties. We've heard it for decades. We're not solving problems. So I'm into results. I I have other things I can do. Uh, I enjoyed the the art or the practice of medicine. Uh, All I know is when I saw that the the establishment took out Eric Greitens, I've seen where we pick winners and losers in in government. Uh, We're not looking out for the people that work every day, people that go to the store every day. Uh, We need to be taking care of people instead of worrying about the big corporations and giving them tax credits. That's one of the reasons why I'm running. But this thing that they did, to Governor Greitens, is flat-out corruption uh, at the highest level in the state of Missouri.
1: Is he supporting your campaign?
11: You know, I haven't talked to him. I'm not the type of person who, who wants to corner a person, yeah. but I would suspect that he uh, is a supporter, but I can't speak for him. Yeah, uh, I'd love to get his endorsement, but whether he wants to do that or not, I think he's got... Uh, other issues at hand, and right. so I'm all in on the governor, uh, and I I hope that he does. Yeah, I so, think he
1: will. So, where can people find you? You have a website, so that the people that that are in the, in the state of Missouri are listening, because I do have people that Neely listen. For,
11: yes, Neely for Missouri. It's all together N E E L Y or Elect Neely, and it'll go to a site there. Uh, it's all good. You know, we we're we're feeling good. It's a grassroots campaign. We're taking on the establishment. The current governor was never elected. He was. Uh, moved in for whatever reason when they took out mm. Uh, mm. the governor, and yeah. so uh, I think there's a lot of issues there. Wow. In the West, you're in
1: Chicago, correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm based out in an, an Elk Grove Village, just right outside of Chicago.
11: I uh, was stationed at Fort Sheridan back uh,
1: Oh, huh. here. there you go. Yep. So was well, my dad. So was right. my dad. Hey, Representative, that's the music. That means it's time for us to go. Good luck but with I, your campaign. I really appreciate you calling the show. And guess what? If we ever get baseball with fans, I have to come down to St. Louis and we catch a Cubs card game. How about that? Well, let's do it. I all like right. It. I'm, a, I'm in for it. Thank you so much, Rob. Representative James Neely, who's running for governor for the state of Missouri. Hey, you're listening to Black and Right. We're going to get ready to close out the show, Patrick. We'll be right back.
0: And right continues on AM 560. Once again, here's John Anthony.
1: Welcome back to Black and Right on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, alongside my guest co-host today, Patrick, the Hitman Brutus. I got six minutes left to say forget about it. Not even six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I got my main man, Brian, make it happen. What's the magic happened. Close it out. Close it out. You know, I, I I I anytime my my, my good buddy uh, Cashley Kelly calls into the show or he says something on Facebook, I always have to bring him on. Cash, what's up, baby? How you doing?
4: What's going on, big brother? How are you? Oh man, no. How are you? You getting any rest yet, man? I mean, you you're everywhere. Man, you know I barely sleep. I've been I've dedicated myself to this since me and you had spoken. You had me on the show when all this first started, yeah. man. I have been nothing but studying everything that has to do with everything that divides us, man. Wow. And I just want to tell all of you guys thank you because yeah. you have—you don't know how much you have helped further my knowledge on certain topics and uh, politics, man. Yeah. And, you know, before when I first started talking to you, I told you I wasn't political at all. Yep. And I guess I I've, kind of, I've, I've kind of like leaned in a little bit more oh. to being a little more political. And uh, actually supporting our president, man. I am su- guess I'm a Trump supporter now. <laughs> Dude, se- wait, wait, wait. Hey,
1: Cash, Cash. I've seen the Black Lives Matter crew come at you, bruh.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. Bruh. And I handle them every single time. Shut them down. Yeah, you do. You guys have, I mean. And, and, yeah,
2: well, you know, I haven't heard too much about you, uh, Mr. Kelly but it's amazing to hear about some of the things that John was telling us about you during the break and what a transformation what a what a uh, you know evolution so congratulations on all your success man and it's good to know that well, you, you had an awakening and whether or not you yes, support sir. x y or z but you had an awakening okay. you are now more hip to the real game going on and he's, he's dangerous too
4: yes. <laughs> yeah i'm going to yeah definitely definitely
7: that uh, this is Brian Mullins. I am uh, appreciate you also, man. I'm on the southeast side of Chicago also, so maybe we need to link up sometime. And that would be know, great. And I'm down. You and in Chicago? Yeah. He in Chicago.
4: Oh. Yeah. So well, you, dude, you, I'm right next door. I'm in the Chicagoland area. Yeah, I'm, yeah, in, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in Hammond, Indiana. But yeah, yeah, I'm right, right there, there. man. Okay.
1: I got like some people minutes. out there. Yeah, I got you, some
2: people out there. Right down the street. Yeah.
1: Come on, Hammond in Chicago. Everybody knows Hammond, Buncey, all that. That's Chicago. That's good. That's what's up. That's what's
2: up. That's
1: good stuff. What you got coming up, um,
4: Cash? Yeah. Well, you know, I got the fireworks show I'm throwing for the community of, uh, of Lake County. All of Lake County's welcome to it. It's going to be in Lake Station, Indiana. Um, I got a couple radio interviews that I'm supposed to be doing, and... Uh, yeah, coming up with you. And then I'm starting my own show and it's oh. going to be set with uh, minorities, man. It's going to have a minority cast and we're going to talk about all the issues from, from politics down to community things, bills that get passed, laws that directly affect our communities. Right. And I got a, a wide variety of people. I got a far left liberal lady that's going to be on there. I got a far right that's liberal, uh, um, conservative lady. I got a far con follower, uh, that's gonna be on the cast. I got a, Is there a, website? a middle, you know, person in the middle. You say what? Is there a website? Is no, there's straight? no website. It's okay. going to be straight off my Facebook and my YouTube, man. It's on my own little show that I'm doing. You know how I got breaking the barriers. <laughs> I'm going to call this one the sum of all parts because we got the street lights Unity Movement. Ooh. So the mm. sum of all parts. And it's gonna we're going to talk about everything, man, Season and title. just Season show title. how we don't have to be divided. You know, we can have a difference of opinion yeah. on everything and still say, yo, we're Americans and I love you, you know?
1: Hey, Cash, guess what? The three of us are sitting here, we don't agree on everything, but you know what we do? We give each other the space to disagree. Right. And, and you know what? We don't judge each other based upon our disagreements. We find... The, we find the common ground and build from the common ground out, yeah. you know. Yeah. And if we got to go in and, and build more of a solid base, or solid foundation, that's what we do. But, Cash, thanks so much, man. Yeah. I, I really appreciate all your support. And, and you know, I, I think he just invited us all out to that to oh, that, yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah, that show. Yeah, hey, this is Patrick Brutus. I'm going to hit you on Facebook,
4: man. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you guys, right. man. Hey, I want to talk to you, Anthony. When you get a chance, just call, call me you when you get home. a chance, man, because I wanted to have you be part of that cast as well. All
1: right, I'll call you on the way home. Thanks so much, Cash. All right. All right, All right got brother, peace. You got ten seconds to give your closing, Pat. Ten seconds.
2: Well, it was a pleasure being here again. Uh, oh, Five sixty <laughs> live.
7: Oh uh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Brian. Go ahead, Brian. I appreciate it. Uh, both you guys invited me out here, and I'm welcome back. When uh, you know, let me back go Yeah. Let I'll,
2: me say hello to my wife real quick. Real quick. Hey, Rochelle. Hey, Matt. Hey, All Sarah. Right. Hey, Rebecca.
7: I want to thank Larry Elder,
1: Frank Cocconetti. I want to thank uh, Julie Cho for calling in. Cassie Kelly. Hey, you listening to Black and White on AM560, the Astro? We'll see you next week.